Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 218. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zonner. And I'm Zook. Uh, Colin is not with us this week. He has drowned in KY. Um, that's my understanding of it. That's what he told us. The last time we were trying to chat, he said, I can't talk now. I'm in KY. Um, <laughs> isn't it, wasn't he flying back from, like he's traveling back from KY? Yeah, he is. Okay. If you need to travel to get to KY, you know, just throw the Walgreens on the corner, man. It, they won't judge. It's okay, man. They will judge. They just won't let you know they're judging. Yeah, well, um, well this is derailed fast. I'm on cough syrup tonight, <laughs> so I have an excuse. I think Schmitty's still feeling the effects from last week. And I'm yeah. just me. It's, yeah. Um. <laughs> With all that in mind, since we've already brought up cough syrup and KY, uh, let's give a shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, radio KSCR, 4814 web hosting, and holy crap, I think that's it. Did I get them all? Eagle Moss Limited. Yeah, Eagle Moss Limited. One day I'm going to have to actually write these things down. <laughs> By then you'll have them memorized, so... Yeah, yeah, it'll only take four years. Seriously, though, shout out to all these friends. They have stuck with us through thick and thin, uh, sometimes in despite of us. <laughs> in, in, I, I think yeah. most times in spite of us. It's very possible they have just never listened to our show. <laughs> I'm just saying, because I'm fairly certain if they did, they wouldn't support us anymore. But we're very happy they do. Uh, we can get out there to a, a broader audience. Because of them, they back us up on a lot of our plays, or they flat-out host us, which is very appreciative. If you want the best radio experience, check them out, or go ahead and set up a site on 4814 Web Hosting, the best you can get. Um, I know we always say that if you found the show, obviously you know where you can find us, but I got a little bit of feedback this week. Um, perhaps people didn't know this, but the days of downloading us through iTunes are actually gone. You know, because back in the day, a couple of years ago even, you would have to download us through Zune or iTunes or some other kind of podcatcher, which I can't even use that because that's an actual program name now, but you'd have to download us to the computer and then hook your mobile device up to the computer and sync things over, right? Yeah. Little do people know, though, is that we're actually on all podcast directories. So if you have an Android or a Windows phone, or even an iPhone, all you have to do is download your favorite podcast app, go to Discover or Search, put in Stolen Droids, and you'll find us. I guarantee you we're in all of their directories, all the major ones. We are in there. And even if you're not, even if we're not, you can go to StolenDroids.com, and down on the side are the RSS feeds, and that'll get you there. I only say that because Zane, and yes, I'm talking to you, Zane evidently keep gumming up the family's only iTunes computer. Um, and every morning before your dad goes to work, nothing but stolen droids episodes suddenly start flooding in and freezing the computer. 
Uh, so Zane, just download it straight to the iPod. <laughs> well, thank you, Zane, for listening. Yes. <laughs> Stolen droids shaming their fans since 2015. <laughs> Hey, okay, it was a kind of slow week this week, right? Except until for today. Until today, yeah. We're recording this Thursday night, uh, so we are actually on time for once. And today was the day of Google I.O. This is their yearly conference where they come out with a whole bunch of broken promises and wouldn't it be nices. Like Except for this year. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. It's like we're voting for student body president all over again. I or president. Yeah. Oh, Google. This year, however, seemed to be much more toned down. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, Now, granted, I could only watch like the first hour before I started falling asleep. Um, And that's no fault of Google's. I'm simply narcoleptic lately. But it seemed like a lot of their stuff was much more reined in. No more of these wild, here's this crazy device that our engineers think that you'll just love. And instead, it's more of like, no, no, here's some tried true stuff we have. And here's some new features we're bringing out with them. And here's some new software projects. I mean, it seems quite a bit like the tone this year for Google is to look inward and kind of refine some of the things they've already been working on. Less of that explosive growth that went everywhere and failed as often as it didn't. And much more of that kind of introspective work. What do you guys think? Yeah, I got the same impression. Um, it seemed like more of the stuff that they were revealing was more of a, hey, look, this is what we have now. It's 90% done. Oh, and this one is done. Go download it now. You know, so it's, um, it seemed a lot more refined. Um, I, I was happy with with the outcome uh, 100%, um, whereas other Google IOs, it's been like a 70-30 split or something, so... Which is odd for me to say. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but we've seen, let's see here. How, what's the best way to put this? We've seen Google Glass be announced at Google I.O., right? Yeah. And we've seen, all, I think, almost every major revision of Android comes out at Google I.O. or is announced or hinted at. Um, the Nexus Q, you remember that squid-like home theater thing? That was Google I.O. Yep, yeah. That was the same one as Google Glass, I believe, wasn't it? It was. Um, And the Nexus 7, I believe, were all announced at that same... That was a big Google. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, wow. That really was, wasn't it? Nexus 7 was awesome. And then the next one was the smartwatch. (laughs) But it, but it seems it seemed in the past, and we've brought it up on this show as well that every Google I/O is more kind of a wish list of hey, check out all this awesome stuff. You'll only see a third of it. Yeah. So, or 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 the other third of it is like stuff that only apply to developers, which they did have a little bit in this one, but at least they didn't go too deep into it, like showing you actual code. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, so I we should probably actually go into what was at Google I/O this year. Yeah, Yeah, they did talk about um, Android M, which we still don't have a name for yet, Um, but that's okay. You know, I actually thought I saw someone saying that it was confirmed that it was Milkshake, but I couldn't find anything else on that. That would be interesting because that that would be that's my first guess. Um, That's been my guess since. I think Froyo. I went through like all the the name, the letters, 
And for M, my guess is milkshake. Um, but since Kit Kat, I started thinking, oh, maybe Mars or M&M. Mounds. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, still that telling can, you. That can go dirty that real go quick. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I'm still telling you, though, uh, um, that moon pie sounds the best. Moon pie. <laughs> though milkshake, Just, though, could also go bad, Zoner. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, really, in our society. brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> in our society, though, I mean, anything can go south in a hurry. This is true. This is true. I'm actually, we. I, I was kind of lazy. I didn't put all the uh, Google I.O headlines into one part here like i was going to i was i was really planning on it but i didn't but top amongst them is of course android m we already talked about the uh the names there and i just want to say once i'll only bring this up once i actually kind of like the name just simply android m yeah i actually kind of like sorry go ahead yeah if they started just going with just letters i'd be fine with that i was okay with with android l you know until we heard the name i i still like lollipop but i'm i'd be fine if they stuck with the letters it sounds pretty professional to me mm-hmm. uh and what we're seeing of screenshots of m and what we saw in uh, lollipop as well is a much more professional clean looking thing that just having just simply the letters kind of makes sense um the Android features, some of which we've already talked about already, the uh, more granular permissions. So when a app gets installed, it asks you piece by piece, do you want to allow it to have access to the camera? Do you want to allow it to have access to your location? You can turn off certain things. Um, I want to say there was eight real big ones. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the cool thing about it is that a lot of app developers worry about putting too many permissions in because a lot of people shy away from apps that have certain permissions. Um, it, but in this scenario, you can download an app and deny some permissions and allow some others. And those permissions won't even pop up until the app actually needs them. So if you download the Facebook app and you never use Facebook's camera capability, you'll never see that permission come up. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's situational. And then you can go through the app setting uh, app settings on the phone and see which apps you have given permission to the camera or to the microphone. So it's very, uh, it's a lot more thought out and a little more, a little more methodical. I like it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, some things were put in there for Android M, but most of the stuff was actually talking about how Google is now interacting with other things as well. Uh, They, they have their new really scrubbed down version, which we talked about Brillo. Yes. I see what you did there. Scrub down, Brillo. Ah. Well, you're a week late because we talked about it last week, too. I know. Remember, I put it in the show notes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they talked about should go check out that episode. Um, Brillo, they, they, it's, it's based on Android, so it's not, it's not completely 100% Android. But um, they, they, they took Android and, and watered it all the way down or cleansed it all the way down. Brilloed it. <laughs> they scrubbed uh, it down. They scrubbed it down. So that it would fit in uh, very low-powered devices, and they they mentioned door locks, um, and and any other smart things that you might want to put into your home. So this will eventually show up in in all their, uh, you know, smaller products. So and or it's it's a a, a platform that other people can put in their products, uh, which then they also went into. Uh, talking about weave which is 
their API for referencing and talking to Brillo devices and other devices. So it's they're they're really thinking this uh, IO, uh, Internet of Things thing out. It's really yeah, and it's really starting to take shape. Um, I kind of. Sk- skimmed over it with the Android M, but it's also on Android Wear as well. They're talking about uh, new ways to get battery life to last twice as long, um, getting your Android Wear to be showing information all the time, even when the, the screen should be off at it not taking any more power, controlling your Nest or your thermostat. Um, and again, with the Brillo system now, you'll be able to control your front door from your Android Wear. Um, and then there was also the Android Pay which is kind of the upgraded, evolved version of Google Wallet. Now, I won't lie, I watched that section, and I've read all the different articles, and I'm not entirely sure exactly how it's different than Android Wallet, Google Wallet. except for the fact that they managed... Sorry, yeah, Google Wallet, except for the fact that they managed to steal the Apple Pay yeah. and use it for Android Pay. Yeah, I can't figure that one out either. It it kind of seems like to me that I mean it it yeah it's feature wise there there are a few more features, but it seems like to me that instead of just saying like, you know, this is the new version of Google Wallet or this is Google Wallet two, they're trying. It seems like they're trying to jump on a bandwagon here. Not that I don't think the market share, uh, the big portion of the market share is using Apple Pay, but it seems like when it comes to tap to pay everyone thinks apple pay like google mm-hmm. wallet people don't that's not a household name you know and so so you think, think maybe this is more trying to ditch the luggage that comes with the name i yeah possibly uh they're it seems like they're trying to be more hip and stuff uh trying to follow apple's footsteps i i got a lot of sense in that in in the other parts of google io one part where i was only listening halfway because i was also trying to work at the same time <laughs> um when they when they talked about uh android wear where now you can send a mod- uh, emoji to your friends by just drawing it out i only heard the draw out portion and immediately i thought of apple watch uh, and i thought oh they're they're trying too much to be like apple watch but you know i mean i i, I kind of get that sense where they're trying to fit in with you know the cool kids <laughs> mm-hmm. as it were ah. How much of this do you think goes to the perception that Android is kind of the ghetto smartphone platform compared to iOS? Because you know, you I, I don't get- think I don't think ghetto, but and I'm sorry I interrupted you there. I, I'm, I apologize. Uh, I'm going to let you finish, but first, <laughs> Beyonce had Beyonce. the best I yeah. of all time of all time. Uh, I wouldn't say ghetto, but I think you're right in saying polished. People see iOS and they think, oh, this is polished. This isn't testing stuff. This isn't many different vendors. This is all just polished. It's just going to work, which we know to be false. But Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, you look at there's so many different Android phones out there. And you can have anything from a... $35 Android phone all the way up to a $700 Android phone, whereas you just have the $700 iPhone. And it just, I I know that Apple fanboys perceive Android users as um, lower class or ghetto or however you want to say it. Because of that fact, we're all associated with the low-end crap devices. 
And I wonder if now Google is trying to say, hey, look, we can do this too. We we are just as good as Apple, if not better. Look at us. Yeah. Yeah, you got that sense. In, at the beginning of the I.O., they were talking about all the stats of how many different platforms they're on, how many different uh, phones they have uh, that they're on. And it they weren't saying it as like, Oh, this is shameful. This is, this was something to, to brag about. Like we're on over 4,000 devices you know, or 4,000 models. Um, and, and so they, they really take pride in that, that, yeah, this is a fragmented system and, and that's something to brag about. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting when that's now, not the um, only thing that people complain about. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, they did announce some other things. Uh, Android M is going to also have the fingerprint unlock API. Um, which will integrate with everything we've already talked about. Uh, they have the new Google Photo, which Photo. sounds confusing because they were describing it like it was a whole new system. But Schmitty brought up in chat, he's like, well, I've been using Google Photo for a while, and I looked at my phone. Yeah, sure enough, I had it too. Yeah. Th- this is a new Google Photo. It replaces the old Google Google Photo. And frankly, it might as well be a whole new program because it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it and it's yeah, it's faster. It has a lot more features. Um, it's it, wicked fast. It's, it's so fast. nice. Um, and I and I've noticed throughout time. I mean, I I don't remember the exact moment that that Google Photos showed up on my phone, but I know I didn't install it to begin with. Um, yeah. It started coming with the phone somehow. I don't know, but um, I did notice that they started taking my Picasso web albums. Um, integrating them into my my photos app, which is nice because now all the photos I've ever taken with a digital camera are are in there, accessible on my phone. Um, I never have to go to my computer to <laughs> to find a photo anymore. Um, but then all the other integrations from Picasso, like the face, face the face recognition, which we've had for ten years, but it hasn't been any any uh, of any use to anyone until now. Um, and then the ability to search contextually uh that's another big thing that they've added so um well and it, good on them very good on them it, you know what it did for me that it this is a weird kind of backhanded compliment i realize but bear with me i installed it and immediately started backing up all my photos to the cloud which yes other programs have been able to do before but this one just did it so much easier and if you use their compressed uh, version which is almost as good as the original they'll give you unlimited storage so you're not constrained by storage mediums there but you know what it did it took all my photos i've ever taken with my camera with my phone plus some other ones i had stored there from before and shared them up didn't share but it moved them up onto my google drive and when they were there i posted something to the first for the first time in years to google plus because it was there they're enabling you (laughs) well that's what it is it's lowering that bar of entry into google plus yeah it's like look this stuff's here already might as well use it and i did um we got to move on i mean there was a lot of stuff to cover so i don't feel bad about spending the first third of the show here on Google I.O., but they did talk about... Um, I, I just have something real quick about the oh, sure. Google Photo Service. Um, TheVerge.com did a review of Google Photos. Problem is, they used the old app. Oh, no. <laughs> And so, Fail. yeah, this is pretty embarrassing, pretty well, awesome. The, the Verge is usually pretty good about stuff like that. but They're huge Apple fanboys, though. <clears throat> 
Yeah. Yeah. I, they may have just been under a time crunch too. Yeah. Or they could have been like us and confused because, oh, cool, I already have a photo app on my phone. I guess they got it to me early. Let's check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought that was purpose. awesome, though, and needed to, <laughs> needed to be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, now, um, they did go into detail as well about the deep contextual learning, the machine learning they've been doing for speech uh, accuracy. This is to enable you to have better conversations with your phone, frankly yeah. speaking. Um, you remember a few years ago, we've referenced it a few times. Zoner and I are in LA. I have a Windows phone. He has an Android. Um, and his Android just keeps getting us lost. And my phone gets us directions. Another time, uh, this was Schmitty and I getting ready for Comic-Con and we carpooled. And we could not get Google to understand what we were saying to save our <laughs> lives. You remember that, Schmitty? Yeah. It was like, it was hilarious how bad it was. And this was all a couple of years ago, but I've always said, and I still stand by this, that Cortana is better at speech recognition and responding than Google now. And I saw them talking about this, and I just got this huge whiff of, we know, we're not going to admit it, but we know, and we are working to fix that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, on top of that, um, Google now on tap um, – you know, if you have an Android phone, you can hold the home button and swipe up, and it takes you right into Google Now. Kind of handy from the home screen. From any other screen, however, not as handy. Yeah. I mean, it could be so much more. And so this Now on Tap, it's going to be contextual. So if you're, let's say you're in your Foursquare app, and you do that from there, Google Now opens, but it's Google Now as it applies to Foursquare. Or so on and so forth. Yeah. So I'm going to put out a prediction. And I know we haven't done these for a while because we've been wrong as often as we've been right. But I want to say that in Google's perfect world, by the end of the year, we are all using Google Wear watches, Google phones, Google uh, um, Android Auto. Right, we all have Nest thermostats. We all just imagine you have everything Google, everything Android. You're able to wake up in the morning to the alarm on your Wear, put it on, get ready for the day, walk out the door. The door automatically unlocks as you walk towards it, and it locks again as you leave. You're able to authenticate with the fingerprint sensor on your phone that you're walking up to your car. It unlocks automatically. You plug your phone into the car. Android Auto pops up. You can drive somewhere. You can tap your watch to the Starbucks register to pay for your coffee. Everything is like this. That basically you don't have to touch a key or a wallet or a button that isn't Android controlled all day until you get to your computer. I think that's their ultimate goal. Yeah, it sounds like that's what their vision is. They talked a lot about context in uh, in this section about um, now on tap and you get the impression that every every second of of every day they're trying to figure out exactly what you're doing and and not in a creepy kind of way it does sound creepy but the reason why is because it makes more sense when when you're asking it a question or asking for directions to something it's the answer is different based on your context so like they they brought up the uh um the scenarios of, you know, I'm in Disneyland, so I want to know, you know, what are the most popular rides and stuff. But uh, questions like that are going to be different if I'm 
lounging on my couch at home. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's important to them and it's no matter how creepy it sounds, it's, it's going to be important to us. And so, well, what I just described there isn't creepy. What's no. creepy is the thought of some guy sitting in Mountain View at a data center watching me do it. Yeah, that's well, creepy. And, and that and that's what people think of when they say when when you they hear Google wants to know everything you're doing. It's not because someone in Mountain View is sitting there watching a screen watching you do everything. It's because they want to give you the most relevant data when you ask for a question. A perfect example is they were listening. They were listening to Skrillex, you know, at, at Google I.O., and they asked, what is his real name? They don't have to say, what is Skrillex's real name? Because Google already knows that you're listening to Skrillex. It's not creepy. That's contextual information that is relevant to your question. So, yeah. I still think, however, it's going to lo- it's going to weaken us as a society. <laughs> How's that for a bombshell? No, no. Here's why I say that. Here's the okay. only reason I say that because I don't want to like get in this drawn out conversation, but I do think it's important. We're all going to end up like the fatties on Wally, is what you're going to say. Intellectually, yeah, because I know <laughs> back in the day, back in the day, I used to be able to put on my uh, resume that I could use Google, which is okay. the dumbest thing if you think about now. Okay, but back, back in the day, in I'm the talking day, though it was. Like 15 there, there, years ago? There were a lot of tricks. Yeah. 15 years ago, I could find things on the internet that you couldn't. I knew how to search. Yeah, writing a search query was, was not any different than writing a database query right now. Mm-hmm. You had to know the ins and outs. And, and 10 years before that, I mean, it was a skill they taught in school. How to research things. How to find things in a library. How to find things in periodicals. How to search databases how to word your query in such a way that you would get what you were looking for. Yeah. And I worry that all this contextual searching where the thing that you're using to search automatically knows everything that your query is going to be nothing more than what's that. <laughs> but, but arguing back on that, that's how we work as humans. If, if you and I are standing next to, next to each other and we look up at a billboard and I say, what's that? You know intu- uh, intuitively that I'm talking about the billboard because I'm looking at it. Uh, so, I mean, if, if technology gets to that point, I think that's a step in the right direction because we no longer have – I mean, yeah, for the past two or three decades, we've taught ourselves how to use the technology that's been given to us. And so it'll be a big paradigm shift to start talking to our, our devices the way we talk to humans. But once we get to that point, that's a step in the right direction. That's maybe not, that's not going back. Maybe, but even though even though we talk like this, uh, hey Schmitty, um, remember that guy in that movie? You remember the the evil one, the guy with the face, and he was in that other movie where his face was funny. Um, <laughs> you know the guy, yeah. Okay, that's a query. Yep. That's a stupid as crap query. It's a query, and people talk like that, but that doesn't mean that's how they should. And I and and I'm and I'm pushing this. I realize this is I'm stretching, but the route Google's on, your phone may be able to actually take that query and get the answer. You know, yeah. it's that kind of reinforcement of a bad habit but I, yeah i i don't i don't think it's reverting it, it's almost like on the flip side 
we're not going to get to the point where I'm going to call you up and say, Zook, set reminder, call me tomorrow at five to remind me. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't we're not going to get to the point where we're going to talk to humans like we do technology. It's going to be the other way around. But, so I don't know. Using that example, though, Schmitty, I need a reminder set. I say, you know, remind me at this time to do this or remind me when I get to this place to do this. Yeah. I don't need to say set reminder and all that stuff. I talk to my phone like I talk to anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, and, and, I, I was turning it around. So, I, I mean, we're not going to be talking to humans like we do technology, like our devices. So. You're a programmer, Schmitty. You're a developer. <laughs> Tell me. In your world, how important is syntax? Syntax is everything, yeah. It's, it's I mean, everything. Yeah. And it's like, I worry there is something to be said for using correct syntax in all your interactions. That is true. Okay. But context I, is a big factor. Context is huge. Which is why maybe something like Cortana that'll give you sass if you're not using the correct syntax <laughs> will work. And speaking like, of that... This is an an undeliberate, indeliberate. This was not a deliberate. I don't know how to say that. This is not a deliberate segue, but Microsoft has announced that by the end of June, Cortana will be on Android and iOS. That is cool. Call me excited. You mean Microsoft? I honestly... Yeah. I I think I said that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, to I, I believe that this enhanced Google Now... And the Google voice recognition is in direct competition. I honestly believe that if not by the end of this year, then in the next 12 months, it's going to be a crapshoot on which phone you get or which system you're on. They're all stealing. And when I say all, I mean Windows as a Windows core, not the Windows phone. But Windows 10, Google and Android, Apple and OS X slash, slash iOS they're all stealing so many features from each other and all playing catch up so fast with each other. It's honestly going to be a dead even heat on who has the best features and or most stability. It's really going to finally come down to, and I say finally, like it's a good thing. Which one suits your lifestyle the most? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And uh, kind of swaying over to, um, talk about microsoft a little bit you know because you mentioned cortana but uh it seems like microsoft is is going on the right path where they're making their services uh you know cross-platform so i mean like cortana is isn't only going to be on windows devices whereas google now has a hard time you know going cross-platform right now uh so that fact in and of itself might put microsoft or cortana in this matter ahead of the game mm-hmm. even even if google now or now on top is better than cortana might not matter um we need to move forward some more news uh some rumors came out this week about the new nexus hardware uh now if you've been wondering why we haven't had any nexus tablets for a while you're not the only one i've been wondering it myself my nexus 7 is from three years ago same as honors um the Nexus 9 didn't make a huge splash. They came out with the Nexus 10. Same thing. Can you even find that anywhere? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the 10 came out about the same time as the 7, didn't it? And then the 9 came out, I believe, last year. Maybe it's like the 9 you can't bins, find. Discount bins at Walmart or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird. And you haven't seen anything of it since. Yeah. Well, there turns out that 
there's not going to be a Nexus tablet this year either. At least there that's will the be, rumor. The rumor is there'll be two new phones uh, named Nexus. Uh, one will be a 5.2-inch one from LG, codenamed Bullhead, and a 5.7 one from Huawei named Angler. What is with Google and fish names for their Nexus phones? Because yeah, mine is Grouper. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, I updated my Nexus 5 today to 5.1.1. It's Hammerhead. <laughs> yeah, yours is Hammerhead. Um, our Nexus 7s are Grouper. The Nexus 2013s, I want to say, is Tilapia. They're it's all named after fish. fish. I, I'm going to go with the Huawei because the, the Angler just... I, I love the Angler. I'd take that over Hammerhead. Sorry. I wouldn't want to hold that up to my face. <laughs> angler They're fish so cute, are ugly <laughs> um this is kind of interesting because even the g3 and g4 from lg are 5.5 inch phones so to suddenly have one that steps down to a 5.2 and call it a nexus kind of an interesting decision See, i'm no, not saying it's nexus, a bad one that's just interesting the nexus 5 though is a very popular phone if you troll the um android subs on reddit You'll see a lot of people saying, my Nexus 5 just broke. I don't want to go with the 6. There's nothing comparable in this size that's this good of quality. And that's and, true, too. And so I, it makes perfect sense. I'm glad that they're doing the 5.2 inch. I find it interesting that they're doing both a 5.2 and a 5.7. Yeah, there's uh, not a huge me, difference there. There, There's really not. I would think, you know, go with 6 or something, 5.2 and 6, or 5 and 6. Well, isn't the Nexus 6 a 6-inch? I think so. Isn't the, the, six? I don't know. Yeah, I believe that's why we call it a 6. It's almost like they're just scared to death of going up to the next one, the Nexus 6.5. Was that between a Nexus 6 and a Nexus 7? No, because the Nexus 7 is three years ago. Yeah. I, well, after I, 6, I worry it becomes that, phablet size. So. I think they want to stay away from that, right? Maybe, I don't maybe. Know. That's the way the market seems to be trending, though. But I, I find it interesting. I wonder which one of these is going to be the Nexus device, you know? Because there's always got to be, like, the alpha. Which which one is going to be the alpha device and which one's going to be the one looking at the alpha device's butt? Well, see, Huawei is, is uh, Europe and Asia, so the LG will be the alpha for north america so there you go but that's that's but a very huawei's, good insight actually huawei's getting a foothold in the u.s market as well so i thought it was just like puerto, puerto rico and i don't think it was the main mainland i don't know i could be wrong well, contextual we'll sticky goodness is that the <laughs> is that the episode title <laughs> contextual sticky goodness <laughs> 55-gallon <laughs> drums, if anyone remembers that reference. Um, anyway, we'll, this will be very interesting to see. It is a very odd decision to keep it um, smaller than the other flagship phones. But, again, if you pack it with enough features, that's all that really matters. Um, in other news about the G3, it has come to light. And I don't have a link to an article here because I lost the article I found this on. But I've been experiencing it myself that the Lollipop rollout for LG's G3, this is 2014's flagship phone from them, has had some slight issues. Um, now, I have rooted mine, and I have Cyanogen on it, so I haven't been having these problems, but my wife has the stock image, and 
she has. In fact, I believe uh, Schmitty, your wife, also. Yeah, um, she's been has the you know, the G three weird issues. <laughs> uh, these issues include SMS delay or simply not giving you SMS messages at all. Um, a incredible lag when you go to type something; the keyboard just takes forever to come up. Hangouts occasionally does not come out. Uh, battery life is severely affected, mm-hmm. and overall performance is actually laggier than KitKat was. Yeah. Other issues with the keyboard is if you if you do the swipe. To swipe to t- type, no matter if you're using Swift key or or actual swipe, you can start swiping your your uh, word, and it'll only give you the first letter. Or if you go on, when you go on to the next word, it won't add the space automatically. Um, that's that's been an issue too with the new Lollipop. So, yeah, something's going on there. LG has yet to officially recognize the issue or announce that they have a fix for it. But if you talk to your uh, carrier, most carriers will actually say, yeah, we know about it. Uh, it's an issue. And this is affecting phones that are purchased outright that aren't carrier branded and ones that are carrier branded. Oops. So, just to know Hopefully they fix that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now what's funny is the fact that my neighbor actually has a Samsung that recently got upgraded to uh, Lollipop and she's having the same issue. Uh, my mom has a G2, which is 2013's phone. And it just got lollipop, and it's not having these issues at all. Yeah, I, I have fit. an LG G3. Uh, my, my wife and I got the same exact same phone at the same time. Um, and I, I'm not experiencing any of the, these issues. I'm experiencing one of the keyboard issues, but all of the other issues are fine. Or I, Yeah, seeing, so. I, I have cyanogen, and I have none of the issues at all. Yeah. So, time to root your phone, Schmitty. I know, right? <laughs> CM12, baby. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and some other things that break when they get updated. The Apple Watch. <laughs> Are we surprised? No. First, black people were breaking the heartbeat sensor. Now <laughs> Apple's just going out and doing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Yeah, so um, I guess Apple pushed an update to the Apple Watch, and the update promptly disabled the heartbeat sensor. Great. I guess that fixed the other issues they're having with it. <laughs> no issue is a good issue, right? <laughs> uh, well, and what's funny is the fact the headline actually lists it as crippled the heart rate sensor. That's not a word they should just throw around there. So now the heart rate sensor doesn't work for white people or black people, so it's no longer racist. Yeah, I guess they fixed it. Yep. <laughs> Works for all races. You're all dead. You're all flatlined. Um, now, again, if you're in the tech journalism world and use the word crippled, that makes it sound like it will never work again. Yeah, bricked comes to mind. Yeah. It's trash now. It may have, it, you could argue it was trash before, but oh, <laughs> before it was trash. You hear that? It's trashed. <laughs> you hear that, Colin? I just bashed on Apple. No, you didn't, because you're swimming in KY. Um, Apple flavored. You look so innocent there, Schmitty, as you throw out little nuggets like that. I don't know what you're talking about. 
I'm drinking an uh, apple flavored Mountain Dew. Okay. That's oh, I'm right, doing. right. <laughs> um, some other quick little uh, Google things here before we uh, we move on. If we can, can we get away from Google this episode at all? Even nope. when we're trying to not talk about them, we end up talking about them. HBO Now is coming to Google Play, finally. And that, that got a huge applause. Uh, probably the biggest applause from that Google I.O. crowd than any other announcement. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they all want to watch your Game of Thrones without having to torrent that, That's it. all it is. This isn't HBO Now. This is Game of Thrones Now. <laughs> <laughs> and Silicon Valley. This is true. Yes, and Silicon Valley. Yeah, uh, th- this basically means that for $15 a month, you have, you know, I think the best way to describe it is imagine Hulu Plus having, paying $15 a month to be able to see everything on Hulu, okay? Imagine that for everything HBO has ever done. All of it. That's pretty good. That's incredibly good. That's more quality TV, and let's be honest, some not-so-quality TV, than you could ever watch. Yeah. Now watch. I don't know, man. Someone's going to try and prove me wrong, yeah. (laughs) I can watch a lot of TV, man. Yeah. Now, this is not new, new news. New news. Uh, This is something they had announced probably would be coming earlier, but they just confirmed it at this I.O. They also announced Google Play for family. This is the Play Store for families, and that was kind of cool, too. Think of the YouTube for kids, only this extends to the App Store itself, which is excellent. Um, Our last bit of Google news isn't really even from Google. Uh, They're just the ones who did the study on it. Yeah, they did a study and they found that uh, security questions aren't really a secure way of securing your password. How many more times can we say secure in five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. Secure, secure. I'm surprised that it took a study to figure that out. I know. Didn't Sarah yeah. Palin like actually already prove this for us? It was like yeah, the one she, real contribution she gave to the society. She got hacked by people. Her email account got hacked by people who were able to to figure out her security questions figure out nothing she has a wikipedia page that said the security question answers exactly exactly (laughs) so yeah aside aside from answers to your security questions being able to be um you know gleaned from from you just by asking you questions you know um the questions and the answers themselves could be uh, i mean that they're not they're not in uh, in leet speak or whatever, you know, we try to put our passwords with like letters and numbers and, and special characters. Security question answers aren't like that. There are names, um, of, of people or places or, um, schools, things like that. And they're easy to, to figure out. And even if you try to foil it, like put in a, f- a fake word in there, it's usually a generically used word that is even easier to guess. Mm-hmm. So these are not, secure and they're not helping security the systems. only way a security question could actually be secure um and i had a friend who used to do this until it backfired on him his password was just a random set of keys he would just open up a, a, a notepad and he'd mash the keypad for a few seconds until he had a nice long string of alphanumeric characters and he'd use that as his password into the system and then the answers to all of his security questions was another string of random characters. 
That made it very, very hard to reset his password when he eventually didn't remember what his 36-character-long alphanumeric (laughs) string was. See, that's exactly what I do. But the only difference of I I use random.org to generate my passwords. Um, Yeah, I I just use two-stage authentication. Well, that's what security questions are. (laughs) Which, people, if you do not use um, two-stage authentication yet, you really should. Well, and see, you say that, but a lot of these places that offer security questions don't offer two-stage authentication. To them, offering a security question is two-stage authentication. Well, they're dumb. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Harsh words, I know. Um, Okay, into some other harsh news or harsh words. Verizon says, no, no, you may not have early upgrades anymore. We knew this was coming. Yeah. Because it's Verizon. Well, the halcyon days of unlimited data and upgrades whenever you want were bound to end eventually. This is just another thing that millennials will be able to say, well, back in my day. Yeah. The the only question I have, and because I'm on the edge plan, and they're saying that um, they're going to get rid of the plan's requirements that asks you to wait 30 days and pay off 75% of the phone before you pick up a new phone. Um, I'm on that plan, and I was planning on getting a new phone this September because I will have paid off 75% of my phone. So my only question is, because I signed in on this Edge plan before this, am I going to be able to do it that one time and then not again? Or does this apply to everyone immediately? And they don't really answer that in this article. So That, that is a good question. <laughs> they, they probably wouldn't even if you asked them point blank. This is a cell phone company after all. They make money off That's of keeping true. you in the dark. Yeah. It's like Unlike the most complicated game. brings good things to life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay so I think I, I just broke Zook's brain. I failed to understand how that relates at all. Light bulb, dark. They don't bring good things to light. They bring good things to life. You can be alive in the dark, too. It it was punny. Okay. (laughs) Your reference makes no sense, even on a pun level. (laughs) Just shut up and move on. (laughs) Zero to to pun, that was negative pun. (laughs) Are you saying I should have punted? I hate you all so hard right now. You should stop while you're pun ahead. None of these are punny. (laughs) Oh, pun up. (laughs) Okay. Let's get along. Let's talk about some more evil. Um, (laughs) Time Warner or Hot Topic. Well, we could go either way, really. Let's do hot topic. topic. (laughs) Okay. Hot topic is looking at buying ThinkGeek. This confused the crap out of me when the news broke this week because I always kind of figured that hot topic is this tiny little. I mean, I know they're still around, but surely they're not doing so well that they can buy anything. I mean, they're barely hanging on to the mall space, right? Do they even have a website? Well, evidently, yeah, they're doing well enough. They can buy the coolest online retailer ever. 
See, this made a lot of sense to me because one of the the two main places I go for geek t-shirts are Think Geek and Hot Topic. For me, this is this is a holy union. So a holy union. <laughs> wow, my opinion of you just shifted dramatically. For See, geek t- geek t shirts, okay? Come on. Uh, my opinion of Hot Topic has changed a bit over the years uh, because of the fact that they carry a lot of cool geek merchandise. But then I'll go in there and I still see the emo kid with the facial piercings and, you know, whatever. And I think, yeah, I, I'm too old for this crap. Don't, and see, I don't you want a USB tongue ring, though? Uh, who doesn't want a USB tongue ring? I mean, let's be right? honest. That's what this union will bring. <laughs> Just <so. laughs> what I think would Zeke's you having another for? stroke. Bluetooth ear gauge headphones. That would be a cool invention. <laughs> How would you charge them? Anyway, I'm, I was on this Wirelessly. One. I, I used to go sleep. to Hot Topic all the time um, because that's where I could get my wall scrolls. That's where I could get my anime stuff. That's where I could get my geek reference t-shirts, my video game stuff. Uh, Invader Zim had been off the air for a few years, but I could still get a Gur patch, right? You know, that's where I could find the obscure stuff that only I knew about. Then broadband internet came about, and I found I could get that stuff anywhere for cheaper without dealing with the uh, proto-hipsters, uh, which is what... They, they were in 2002 and 2003. Um, now that they've evolved to full-fledged hipsters, actually they're kind of now uh, neo-hipsters because they're the kind of the goth ones. Uh, they didn't find that cool Rastafarian band before everyone else. They knew about Optimus Prime before everyone else, but that's a lie because we know that. I have some rage towards these guys. Anyway. I can tell. <laughs> Please keep going. Yeah. So um, they're going to buy Think Geek. I I feel dread about this, where um, Schmitty is getting ready to attend the, the best wedding of the season. I am cursing it and hoping <laughs> there's a divorce soon, because I, I just have so many bad feelings about this. I have it figured out, Zeke. You have your, your Bluetooth ear gauge headphones. I don't want to hear. I don't care. It's when the moment's they charge, they charge when you sleep. You get the charging pillow. And they charge wirelessly. An inductive pillow. charging pillow. I'm sure that's just fine for your brain. <laughs> I'm sure IKEA will have it. End of warning: next year. If you've ever had a plate installed in your skull, do not use this this product. <laughs> if your ears catch on fire in the middle of the night, quickly unplug your pillow. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like one of those horror torture devices from like the early 1900s that used, they used to sell in Sears catalogs. You know, do you have consumption? Try the new electric pillow. <laughs> Doubles as an iron buy lung. Buy two and get snake oil for free. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind that your house only has one outlet because it's 1902. <laughs> Use your neighbor's outlet. <laughs> oh, goodness yeah uh, i i have my reservations about this as well zook you're not alone um but honestly zoner we're just the old fogies here we really are and i am the oldest of us all even though schmitty is older than i am chronologically he maintains his youthful zeal 
And maybe he gets that from Hot Topic. Yep. <clears throat> yep. You know what? It'll it'll bring more uh, more spicy products to the a- the April Fool's jokes. If any. Yay. <laughs> now watch. In two years, they're all going to get bought out by Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> uh, which which is a bigger store than Hot Topic. So. Is it really? I was yeah. just joking. <laughs> I, I think I he means bigger in that they have more. Um, they can fit more stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, they ha- they have more floor space. Size doesn't matter. They'll finally all be bought out by the conglomerate that's Mervin's. Um, Every time I go into a Spencer's Gifts, I feel like I'm having a stroke. I don't admit you into, walking into. If you go Spencer's to the back gifts. section, you probably are. <laughs> Hell. Um. Okay. So the IRS got hacked again. Yeah, I that, love how this article mentions that a hundred thousand people were compromised, and then it cites previous large hacks: Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Home Depot. Um, yeah, I was involved in those ones as a victim, not as a hacker. So I'm just waiting for the IRS to tell me that I've been compromised. You know, this is the IRS. We worry, we regret to tell you, Mr. Zoner, that uh, your information was compromised during the 2015 hack on the IRS's mainframe. Uh, to ma- ensure your information is still secure, we would like to conduct an audit of all your information. So if you could please do that. That's, I'm sure that's, how that's the, what they're going to do. That's how the IRS fixes things. They just audit you. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, and finally, Charter is looking to buy Time Warner because I guess Comcast couldn't. So they figured, hey, we'll try it. I have a question here. And it's a question I put into our pre-show. And I, I discussed briefly with you. And Zana, you're going to have to recluse yourself from this this conversation because you have knowledge that you can't share. But if Time Warner is so big, how come everyone's always trying to buy them? How come we never hear about them trying to buy others? I, I think it's because Time Warner, I mean, they've been around for a long time, right? Um, it's almost like they want to be bought. They're, they're ready to throw in the towel maybe and just, here, take our infrastructure. I don't know. It's- yeah, but don't you do that if you're a company who's not doing well? Yeah. Instead, we have th- this makes no sense. And maybe this is why I fail at business. Maybe it's just because I am too logical. But we have BlackBerry. Yeah. Hey, check it out. BlackBerry reference. End of the show. But I got it in there. BlackBerry <laughs> isn't looking to be sold, even though they really should. They need it. Yeah. And Time Warner evidently is trying to get sold or trying to be bought when they could own all of us if they wanted. I I it, I just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it seems like this should be opposite. It seems like Time Warner should be buying Charter. Uh, as far as I know, Charter is only available in three states, and so and and Time Warner is uh, Time Warner is warmer in like eight or nine states. It's it's the Ronco Time Warmer. <laughs> Plug it in, and it warms your time. Buy one, get a free induction charging pillow. For yes. <laughs> Available at Walgreens, Kmart, and other fine retailers. Like Hot Topic and CVS. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make Oh, oh, 
Oh. I just had one of my brilliant moments, not a strokes <laughs> honor. Blackberry Blackberry should buy Time Warner. Blackberry's looking to prove that they're not dead and Time Warner wants to get bought. Win-win for them. Screws everyone else, but win-win for them. Good luck getting a Canadian company to buy an American company. I mean, okay, that sounded really wrong, but where cable is is very geographical. It'd be really hard for a Canadian company to run an American cable company, just for the geographical reasons. I know. So. Can you imagine a foreign national actually owning a U.S. telecom carrier? Yeah, that w- wouldn't go over. Really Fox well. News. <laughs> this is true. Did I say but, that out loud? But no, that that's. But we're talking about physical infrastructure. Cable News Corp. Copper. Oh. Okay, you've got a point there. <laughs> okay, we're talking BlackBerry here. I'll just get to the root of it. <laughs> BlackBerry could not handle that. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, into our favorites. Um, we were kind of all over the place. Zana, you can talk again. You don't have to recluse yourself oh, anymore. Oh, can I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have inside information about our favorites too, or I do have inside information. Well, about my favorite. Ah, uh, um, okay. So my favorite this week uh, comes to us from the guys over at Bad Lip Reading. We haven't seen much from them lately, but they took the original Avengers. I shouldn't say the original, but the uh, the, the first movie from a couple of years ago, and they did a lip reading. And much like Game of Thrones before it, with the happy, fun medieval time festival park show. Um, they made the Redneck Avengers. And I swear to you, this could be something on A&E. <laughs> yeah, I, it it's, probably will be. <laughs> it probably will be. It's genius. you got to check it out. Um, mine is uh, an oldie, but a goodie. Um, uh, this is a Geico commercial. And it's probably one of the funniest that I've seen. Um, and it's it, it's probably the in my top 10 of commercials. Uh, it's called bird in hand. Um, and it, it, uh, uh, it plays out that, that, uh, saying that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush and it's, it's hilarious. So check it out. My favorite is an audio book that has come out. Uh, I recently started reading, uh, the Tarkin Kindle book, uh, star Wars Tarkin, detailing a nice little backstory on Grand Moff Tarkin. And I got two chapters in, and I was I was done. I couldn't handle it. I picked up the audiobook, and I realized that audiobooks have ruined me from actual, like, reading, reading with words and such. Uh, this audiobook is fantastic. Great voice acting. Uh, there's sound effects, there's uh, soundtrack, Star Wars soundtrack, soundtrack in there. Um, if you enjoy Star Wars and you enjoy audiobooks, or even if you don't enjoy audiobooks, but you want to check out a really good one, Tarkin is the one. Go go listen. Now, do it. Oh, this okay. is how it starts. First, he can't read books, and next, he can't put sentences together for Google to run a search. <laughs> it's, it's what happens well it's been well documented that my wife is convinced that i do not know how to read i think she may be right <laughs> <laughs> all right um next week hopefully colin uh has managed to slide out of wherever he's been hiding <laughs> uh, 
Hopefully, Schmitty and I are past whatever this cold is, or we've given it to Zoner. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but until next time, uh, make sure to drop us a line. Feedback at SoulAndroids.com. We'd love to know what you're thinking. Hit us up on Twitter uh, or on Facebook or on Google+. Hey, I'm using it now, too. Until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.